0: Forgiveness. Forgiveness. It flies in the face of all your pride. It moves away the mad inside. It's always anger's own worst enemy. Even when the jury and the judge say you got a right to. i to what its power can do so let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace the prisoner that it really freezes you forgiveness forgiveness
1: I'm always moved when I hear that video, the music and on forgiveness. And today we are going to be sharing about forgiveness. My name's Eldon, if you don't know. Uh, I'm a retired elder in the Church of the Nazarene, pinch hitting today for Pastor Fred, whose son is being ordained today. And that's why he's not with us. I had a lot of books in my library about forgiveness and have read a lot of books about forgiveness, and what I share today will in no way be exhaustive on the subject. But I believe it's something that God has laid on my heart, and I would hope that you will listen to the Holy Spirit today, not hear a man, but that the Spirit would speak to you on this area. It's a vital area in our lives that we need to have. The great example of forgiveness IF MY CLICKER WORKS. WE KNEW THIS TECHNOLOGY WORLD, YOU KNOW. THERE WE GO. THE GREAT EXAMPLE OF FORGIVENESS IS JESUS ON THE CROSS. WHEN HE WAS HANGING THERE, HE SAID, FATHER, FORGIVE THEM. THEY KNOW NOT WHAT THEY DO. HE WAS SPEAKING PRIMARILY TO THE PEOPLE THERE AT THE FOOT OF THE CROSS AND TO THE JEWS AND and THOSE AROUND, BUT AS I WAS PREPARING FOR THIS MESSAGE, IT WAS LIKE JESUS WAS SAYING THAT TO ME, FATHER, FORGIVE HIM. HE DOESN'T KNOW WHAT HE'S DONE, And, AND SIN IN OUR LIVES CAN CAUSE US GREAT GRIEF, AND UNFORGIVENESS CAN CAUSE US GREAT GRIEF IN OUR LIVES. Uh, JESUS TAUGHT HIS DISCIPLES A PRAYER. I WANT YOU TO SAY IT WITH ME, IF YOU WOULD, THIS MORNING. OUR FATHER IN HEAVEN, HALLOWED BE YOUR NAME. YOUR KINGDOM COME, YOUR WILL BE DONE, ON EARTH AS IT IS IN HEAVEN. GIVE US THIS DAY OUR DAILY BREAD, AND FORGIVE US OUR DEBTS AS WE FORGIVE OUR debtors. AND DO NOT LEAD US INTO TEMPTATION, BUT DELIVER US FROM THE EVIL ONE. FOR YOURS IS THE KINGDOM AND THE POWER AND THE GLORY FOREVER. AMEN." AND IT GOES ON IN THAT PASSAGE OF SCRIPTURE AND SAYS THIS, FOR IF YOU FORGIVE MEN THEIR TRESPASSES, YOUR HEAVENLY FATHER WILL ALSO FORGIVE YOU. BUT IF YOU DO NOT FORGIVE MEN THEIR TRESPASSES, NEITHER WILL YOUR FATHER FORGIVE YOUR TRESPASSES. THAT'S QUITE A STATEMENT THERE. FORGIVENESS IN OUR LIVES. IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 18, THERE'S A STORY, AND IF YOU HAVE YOUR BIBLES, I'D LIKE YOU TO TURN THERE. I'M GOING TO BE READING, I BELIEVE, FROM THE uh, NEW KING JAMES VERSION. MANY OF YOU PROBABLY HAVE THE NIV. BUT THIS IS WHAT IT SAYS. IT'S GOING TO BE ON THE OVERHEAD AS WELL. THEN PETER CAME AND SAID, LORD, HOW OFTEN SHALL MY BROTHER SIN AGAINST ME AND I FORGIVE HIM? UP TO SEVEN TIMES? PETER THOUGHT HE WAS BEING PRETTY GENEROUS IN HIS FORGIVENESS. JESUS SAID TO HIM, I DO NOT SAY TO YOU UP TO SEVEN TIMES, BUT UP TO SEVENTY TIMES SEVEN, AND THAT PAYMENT BE MADE. THEREFORE, THE KINGDOM OF HEAVEN IS LIKE A CERTAIN KING WHO WANTED TO SETTLE HIS ACCOUNTS WITH HIS SERVANTS. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, I have a little mathematical equation at the bottom of this slide. In the Bible, in the Wesleyan Study Bible that I have, it says that 10,000 talents equals 60 million denarii. And that one denarius or one denarii is equal to one day's wages. So if we take. Let's say somebody makes $15 an hour and works eight hours a day, and they make $120 a day, who's my great mathematician out there who can tell me what that comes to? $7.2 billion in our economy today. That was quite a a debt. Uh, It's quite staggering. BUT AS HE WAS NOT ABLE TO PAY, HIS MASTER COMMANDED THAT HE BE SOLD WITH HIS FAMILY, WIFE, AND CHILDREN, AND ALL THAT HE HAD, AND THAT PAYMENT BE MADE. THE SERVANT THERE FELL DOWN BEFORE HIS MASTER, SAYING, MASTER, HAVE PATIENCE WITH ME, AND I WILL PAY YOU ALL. THEN THE MASTER OF THAT SERVANT WAS MOVED WITH COMPASSION, RELEASED HIM, AND FORGAVE HIM THE DEBT, STAMPED ACROSS THAT ACCOUNTS RECEIVABLE, Paid in full, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Now, if you know quick math, that's about twelve thousand two hundred dollars. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, "Pay me what you owe." So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, "Have patience with me, and I will pay you all." And he would not. But went and threw him into prison till he could pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? AND HIS MASTER WAS ANGRY, AND DELIVERED HIM TO THE TORTURERS, UNTIL HE SHOULD PAY ALL THAT WAS DUE HIM. BUT HERE'S the, THE GREAT VERSE AGAIN. SO MY HEAVENLY FATHER ALSO WILL DO TO YOU, IF EACH OF YOU, FROM HIS HEART, DOES NOT FORGIVE HIS BROTHER HIS TRESPASSES. FORGIVENESS IS A POWERFUL THING. And Jesus, when he was going to ascend into heaven, said to his disciples, wait in the upper room for the Holy Spirit. I have to believe that one of the things that had to take place before the Holy Spirit came was that there had to be some confession and forgiveness among the disciples. You know, there, there was some jealousy kind of that had taken place and certain guys had a little bit more of Jesus' ear and all of this transpired into that upper room and I think it took some days and they had to open up and they had to confess and then as they did and forgiveness flowed, then the Holy Spirit came. I'm not here today to be a counselor or to... TRY TO DO SOME PSYCHOLOGICAL WORK TODAY, BUT I'M HERE TO SHARE THE WORD OF GOD AND TO HELP YOU ON YOUR SPIRITUAL JOURNEY. SO HERE'S A QUESTION. WHAT ARE SOME OF THE EVIDENCES OF UNFORGIVENESS IN A PERSON'S LIFE? AND MY PRAYER HAS BEEN THROUGH THIS THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT MIGHT BE REVEALING TO YOU. YOU KNOW, AS A PASTOR, YOU HAVE TO FIRST DO THE EXAMINATION YOURSELF, AND, and GOD HAS WORKED IN MY LIFE THROUGH THIS MESSAGE TO KIND OF POINT OUT SOME THINGS THAT MIGHT, I MIGHT NEED TO, to TAKE CARE OF, YOU KNOW. SO HERE'S ONE OF THEM, IT'S BITTERNESS. EPHESIANS 4, 31-32 SAYS THIS, GET RID OF ALL BITTERNESS, RAGE, ANGER, BRAWLING, AND SLANDER, ALONG WITH EVERY FORM OF MALICE. NOW BITTERNESS KIND OF PRODUCES ALL THOSE OTHER THINGS, RAGE, ANGER, malice in a person's life. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Bitterness, a deep-seated hatred, often rooted in things of the past, and if it is allowed to grow, it's like a cancer on the soul. I PASTORED IN A TOWN UP IN OREGON FOR A WHILE, AND I HAD A MAN, I THINK, WHO'S PROBABLY THE MOST BITTER MAN I'VE EVER MET. HE HATED EVERYBODY, IT SEEMED, EXCEPT FOR ME, FOR SOME REASON, I DON'T KNOW WHY, BUT uh, HE HATED ALL AUTHORITY. HE HATED POLICE, HE HATED LAWYERS, HE HATED THE STATE. AND WHERE DID IT LEAD HIM? IT LED HIM TO PRISON. TO FAMILY PROBLEMS, TO ALCOHOL PROBLEMS, TO ECONOMIC PROBLEMS IN HIS LIFE. SOMETIMES BITTERNESS IS NOT RIGHT THERE ON THE SURFACE. WE DON'T SEE IT. IT'S UNDERNEATH, AND A PERSON IS ALLOWING IT AND SUPPRESSING IT IN THEIR LIVES, AND THEN SUDDENLY, SOMETHING TRIGGERS A PERSON. WHAT HAPPENS? WE USUALLY SEE THEM ON THE EVENING NEWS, BECAUSE THAT BITTERNESS HAS EXPRESSED ITSELF. CLOSELY RELATED TO BITTERNESS IS THE AREA OF RESENTMENT. WE NEED TO ASK OURSELVES SOMETIMES, AND THIS IS WHERE I, GOD SPOKE TO ME, IS THIS AREA OF RESENTMENT. Uh, MY FAMILY ALL LIVES OUT IN THE NORTHWEST, AND IT ALWAYS SEEMS LIKE THAT THEY WANT ME TO TRAVEL THERE AND, and NEVER WOULD COME TO CALIFORNIA WHERE I LIVED OR THEY'LL NEVER, PROBABLY, EVER COME TO MISSOURI. Uh, And sometimes I I, I had to say, am I resentful over that God and, and forgive them for that and be open and have an open spirit about that in my own life? But things of the past, haunting things, things that maybe have abused you in the past might build resentment in your life. Lawrence Crabb, a Christian uh, counselor and writer in one of his books, speaks about the inner child of the past, the hurting child, the hating child, the humiliated child, the horrified child. And you might be able to identify with one of those. These are often stuffed or buried in our subconscious, again, until something triggers them. AND SOMETIMES THAT REQUIRES THE HELP OF A PASTOR, A COUNSELOR, A GOOD FRIEND. BUT I WANT TO BELIEVE TODAY THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT IS THE GREAT COUNSELOR. JESUS SAID IN JOHN CHAPTERS 14 AND 16, IN THAT AREA OF JOHN, HE SAID, WHEN I GO, I'M GOING TO SEND A COUNSELOR. I'M GOING TO SEND THE HOLY SPIRIT TO GUIDE YOU INTO ALL TRUTH. AND SO I BELIEVE THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT CAN SHOW US BITTERNESS, OR RESENTMENT IN OUR LIVES. NOW THERE'S ANOTHER uh, AREA THAT'S AN EVIDENCE OF UNFORGIVENESS. FINISH THIS STATEMENT FOR ME. ALL TOGETHER OR ONE OF YOU, I DON'T GET MAD, I GET EVEN. YOU EVER SAID THAT BEFORE? IT'S AN EVIDENCE OF UNFORGIVENESS. IF YOU WERE ABUSED, MOLESTED, MISTREATED? IS THERE THAT SOMEDAY I'LL GET EVEN WITH THAT PERSON? NOW HERE'S WHAT'S SAD. IT USUALLY NEVER HURTS THAT PERSON, BUT IT HURTS THE PEOPLE AROUND YOU. IT NEVER HITS THE REAL TARGET, BUT IT HURTS YOUR FAMILY, THE PEOPLE THAT ARE CLOSE TO YOU. SOME OF YOU KNOW THAT uh, FOR ABOUT 18 YEARS, NOT ONLY WAS I A PASTOR, BUT I WORKED IN THE FUNERAL INDUSTRY. I WORKED IN A FUNERAL HOME. AND uh, I SAW LOTS OF DEATH CERTIFICATES. AND I HAD TO LOOK AND SEE AND MAKE A COMPARISON WHEN I WAS PREPARING THIS TO SEE IF A CALIFORNIA DEATH CERTIFICATE WAS THE SAME AS A MISSOURI DEATH CERTIFICATE. AND THEY'RE BASICALLY ABOUT THE SAME. MOST OF THEM BEGIN WITH BACKGROUND INFORMATION, NAME AND and AGE AND BIRTHDAY AND FAMILY PARENTS' NAMES AND WHERE THEY WERE BORN. THEN THERE'S A SECTION THAT THE DOCTOR PUTS IN. AND HE PUTS IN PRIMARY CAUSE OF DEATH, HEART ATTACK, UNDERLYING CAUSES, HIGH BLOOD PRESSURE, HIGH CHOLESTEROL. SOMEBODY SAID THAT PROBABLY ON SOME OF THOSE DEATH CERTIFICATES THERE SHOULD BE grudgeitis. GETTING EVEN. IT'S PROBABLY KILLED A LOT MORE PEOPLE THAN WE REALIZE BECAUSE WE WANT TO GET EVEN WITH THEM. AND THEN THERE'S A FOURTH AREA, UNRESOLVED CONFLICTS. CONFLICT WITH PARENTS, CONFLICT WITH SIBLINGS, PEOPLE ON THE JOB THAT YOU MIGHT WORK WITH, SOMEBODY IN THE CHURCH, OR YOUR NEIGHBOR. THE LIST COULD GO ON AND ON. AT THE MENTION OF SOMEONE'S NAME, DOES YOUR STOMACH EVER KIND OF knot UP? IT MIGHT BE BECAUSE THERE'S SOME UNRESOLVED CONFLICT. NOW IF YOU HAVE ANY OF THESE, BITTERNESS, RESENTMENT, GET EVEN, um, THE AREA OF UNRESOLVED CONFLICT, my prayer is is that the Holy Spirit is revealing it to you right now, and later on you'll do something about it. But what will unforgiveness do to you? Well, here's one thing: it will cause you some physical problems. As I mentioned, that death certificate should probably have an area for get even or grudgeitis as a underlying cause, but it can. CAUSE YOU TO LOSE SLEEP, THERE IS A LOSS OF PHYSICAL ENERGY IN A PERSON'S LIFE. THE MAYO CLINIC HAS AN ARTICLE ON THEIR WEBSITE THAT'S ENTITLED, FORGIVENESS, LETTING GO OF GRUDGES AND BITTERNESS, NOW ISN'T THAT SOMETHING, A MEDICAL INSTITUTION, LETTING GO OF GRUDGES AND BITTERNESS, HERE'S WHAT IT SAYS, LETTING GO OF GRUDGES AND BITTERNESS CAN MAKE WAY FOR COMPASSION, KINDNESS, AND PEACE. FORGIVENESS CAN LEAD TO HEALTHIER RELATIONSHIPS, GREATER SPIRITUAL AND PSYCHOLOGICAL WELL-BEING, LESS ANXIETY, STRESS AND HOSTILITY, LOWER YOUR BLOOD PRESSURE, FEWER SYMPTOMS OF DEPRESSION, AND LOWER THE RISK OF ALCOHOL AND SUBSTANCE ABUSE. FORGIVENESS IS A POWERFUL THING, AND UNFORGIVENESS IS HARD ON OUR BODIES. DALE CARNEGIE SAYS THIS, WHEN WE HATE OUR ENEMIES, WE GIVE THEM POWER OVER US, POWER OVER OUR SLEEP, OUR APPETITES, OUR BLOOD PRESSURE, OUR HEALTH AND OUR HAPPINESS. OUR ENEMIES WOULD DANCE WITH JOY IF ONLY THEY KNEW HOW THEY ARE WORRYING US AND LACERATING US AND GETTING EVEN WITH US. OUR HATE IS NOT HURTING THEM AT ALL, BUT OUR HATE IS TURNING OUR OWN DAYS AND NIGHTS INTO HELLISH TURMOIL. NOT ONLY WILL IT PHYSICALLY CAUSE YOU PROBLEMS, BUT IT EMOTIONALLY CRIPPLES A PERSON. EVERYDAY SLIGHTS AND HURTS CAN BE BLOWN OUT OF PROPORTION. IT'S LIKE CARRYING EXCESS BAGGAGE. NOW, ONE OF THE THINGS THAT I USED TO LOVE TO DO WAS TO GO BACKPACKING. I HAVEN'T DONE A LOT OF THAT LATELY throw a 40, 50-pound on pack onto your back and go up into the Sierra Mountains at about eight or 9,000 feet where the oxygen is light and hike three or four or five miles with that pack on. When you take that off, man, you feel like you can just about fly or float because of the, the weight that's lifted off your shoulders. Well, it's the same way when we forgive someone THAT WEIGHT, THAT LIFTING OFF CAN can TAKE PLACE BECAUSE IT CRIPPLES US EMOTIONALLY. BUT MOST OF ALL, IT IS DEVASTATING AND DEFEATING SPIRITUALLY. IF THERE IS UNFORGIVENESS, SOMEONE HAS CONTROL OVER YOUR LIFE. NOW WE LIKE TO TALK ABOUT JESUS BEING LORD OF OUR LIVES. EVERYTHING WE HAVE AND OWN IS HIS. BUT IF THERE'S UNFORGIVENESS, THEN THAT PERSON HAS SOME KIND OF A LORDSHIP OVER US. I LIKE WHAT THE AMPLIFIED BIBLE SAYS IN MARK CHAPTER 11 VERSE 25, AND WHENEVER YOU STAND PRAYING, IF YOU HAVE ANYTHING AGAINST ANYONE, FORGIVE HIM AND LET IT DROP, LEAVE IT, LET IT GO. IN ORDER THAT YOUR FATHER WHO IS IN HEAVEN MAY ALSO FORGIVE YOU YOUR OWN FAILINGS AND SHORTCOMINGS AND LET THEM DROP. ONE OF THE MEANS THAT SATAN HAS TO MAKE US INEFFECTIVE IN OUR SPIRITUAL LIVES IS THIS AREA OF UNFORGIVENESS. IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 2, VERSES 5-11, through PAUL WRITES THIS, If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of us, all of you, to some extent. Not to put it too severely, the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to affirm your love for him. Another reason I wrote, YOU WAS TO SEE IF YOU WOULD STAND THE TEST AND BE OBEDIENT IN EVERYTHING. ANYONE YOU FORGIVE, I ALSO FORGIVE. AND WHAT I HAVE FORGIVEN, IF THERE IS ANYTHING TO FORGIVE, I HAVE FORGIVEN IN THE SIGHT OF CHRIST FOR YOUR SAKE, IN ORDER THAT SATAN MAY NOT OUTWIT US, FOR WE ARE NOT UNAWARE OF HIS SCHEMES. LISTEN CLOSELY TO WHAT I WANT TO SHARE WITH YOU. PAUL RECOGNIZED THAT IN THE CHURCH UNFORGIVENESS CAUSES A MULTITUDE OF PROBLEMS. ONE OF THE GREAT THINGS ABOUT BEING THE NEW GUY KIND OF HERE IN THE CHURCH IS I DON'T KNOW ALL OF THE PROBLEMS SO I CAN BE FREE TO SPEAK FRANKLY ABOUT THIS. Unforgiveness keeps God from blessing a church. It stymies worship. How can you sit in a congregation and sing the praises of God and pray and worship Him when there might be bitterness or resentment or hatred of some kind towards somebody else in the congregation? WHEN I WAS A KID GROWING UP, I GREW UP IN THE Mennonite CHURCH, AND THEY HAD COMMUNION EVERY SO OFTEN, LIKE A LOT OF CHURCHES DO, AND THERE WAS SOMETHING THAT THEY DID THAT REALLY DIDN'T MEAN MUCH TO ME AS A KID, BUT NOW, AS I GREW AND AS I WENT INTO THE PASTORATE, I REALIZED THE SIGNIFICANCE OF IT. THEY HAD A STATEMENT THAT THEY WOULD SAY, THE MEN WOULD STAND UP, NOTICE, NOT THE WOMEN, Uh, BUT THE MEN WOULD STAND UP in IN THE CHURCH, AND THEY WOULD SAY, AS FAR AS I KNOW, I HAVE PEACE WITH GOD AND MY FELLOW MAN, AND IT IS MY DESIRE TO COMMUNE. THEY TOOK COMMUNION VERY SERIOUSLY, BUT THAT STATEMENT, AS FAR AS I KNOW, EVERYTHING IS RIGHT, VERTICALLY WITH GOD AND WITH MY FELLOW MAN, AND IT'S MY DESIRE TO COMMUNE. THEY WERE REALLY, IN A SENSE, OPENING THEMSELVES UP TO SOMEONE ELSE IN THAT CONGREGATION, AND ALLOWING THEMSELVES TO BE VULNERABLE, TO ASK FOR FORGIVENESS IF THERE WAS ANYTHING THAT WAS IN THE WAY OF THAT FELLOWSHIP IN THAT, IN THEIR LIVES. UNFORGIVENESS BLOCKS THE EVANGELISM OF THE CHURCH. PEOPLE WILL SAY, OH, LOOK AT THAT CHURCH. LOOK AT HOW THEY'RE FIGHTING. THE SAD TRUTH IS, IN THE HISTORY OF CHURCHES, NOT JUST THE NAZARENE CHURCH, BUT CHURCHES IN GENERAL, MORE HAVE DIED BECAUSE OF UNFORGIVENESS THAN ANY OTHER REASON. UNFORGIVENESS BETWEEN MEMBERS AND GOD JUST COULDN'T BLESS THOSE FELLOWSHIPS AND THEY DIED. SO WHAT DOES IT MEAN TO FORGIVE? AND HOW DO I FORGIVE SOMEONE IN MY LIFE? WELL, FIRST OF ALL, IT'S A CHOICE OF YOUR, your, THAT YOU MAKE, IT'S A MATTER OF YOUR WILL. IN THIS PASSAGE THAT I READ IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 18, THERE'S THIS WEALTHY KING WHO HAS HIS ANNUAL ACCOUNTING AND HE LOOKS AT HIS accounts RECEIVABLE, AND HE SEES IN THIS LINE A DEBTOR WHO OWES HIM A GREAT DEAL, AS I MENTIONED. AND THE KING LOOKS AT THIS AMOUNT, AND I CAN JUST IMAGINE HE KIND OF THUNDERS AT THIS MAN AND HE SAYS, YOU SCOUNDREL, YOU'VE TAKEN ADVANTAGE OF MY GOODNESS. AND HE ORDERS THE MAN'S WIFE AND CHILDREN AND ALL THAT HE HAS TO BE SOLD. AND HE PROBABLY HAD QUITE A BIT IN POSSESSIONS. AND THE MAN BEGS FOR HIS FAMILY. NOW, HE SHOULD HAVE THOUGHT ABOUT THE CONSEQUENCES BEFOREHAND, BUT THAT'S ANOTHER, THE STORY. AND THE KING SAYS SOMETHING LIKE THIS, MAYBE, OH, I I OUGHT TO HAVE MY HEAD EXAMINED. BUT I WILL LET YOU GO FREE. I'M FORGIVING ALL YOUR INDEBTEDNESS." AND HE STAMPS, PAID IN FULL. AND TRAGICALLY, THIS MAN COULD NOT DO THE SAME THING. AND THIS PARABLE THAT JESUS TELLS IS A STORY OF GOD, OF US, AND OTHERS, THE KING. GOD HAS FORGIVEN ME, I KNOW, SO MUCH. And WHAT OTHERS MAY HAVE CAUSED ISSUES IN MY LIFE ARE SO LITTLE IN COMPARED TO WHAT HE HAS FORGIVEN. IT'S NOT A FEELING THAT WE HAVE, THIS FORGIVENESS. IT'S A CHOICE THAT WE MAKE. IT'S A MATTER OF FAITH, OUT OF OBEDIENCE TO GOD'S WORD. IT'S A COMMITMENT TO OBEY HIM, TO PLEASE HIM, AND TO WALK IN THE LIGHT IN OUR LIVES. FORGIVENESS GOES AGAINST HUMAN NATURE. IT HAS TO BE SOMETHING THAT GOD HELPS YOU WITH IN YOUR LIVES, A DECISION THAT YOU MAKE, A DESIRE THAT YOU HAVE IN YOUR LIVES. I WANT US TO LOOK AT ANOTHER VIDEO, A POWERFUL LITTLE STORY, IF WE CAN, um, ABOUT A LADY AND HER FORGIVENESS. CHALLENGE THE GUYS.
2: IT'S THE POWER TO FORGIVE. Watch it now in action in Steve Hartman's Assignment America. In a small apartment building in North Minneapolis, a 59-year-old teacher's aide sings praise to God for no seemingly apparent reason. Indeed, if anyone was to have issues with the Lord, it would be Mary Johnson.
3: For all you've done for me. He never had a chance.
2: In February 1993, Mary's son, Laramian Bird, was shot to death during an argument at a party. He was 20 and Mary's only child.
3: My son was gone.
2: The killer was a 16-year-old kid named O'Shea Israel.
1: I wanted justice. He was an animal. He deserved to be caged.
2: And he was. Tried as an adult and sentenced to 25 and a half years, O'Shea served 17 before being recently released. He now lives back in the old neighborhood, close to Mary, this close. He lives next door.
1: Next door.
2: How a convicted murderer ended up living a door jam away from his victim's mother is a story not of horrible misfortune, as you might expect, but of remarkable mercy. A few years ago, Mary asked if she could meet O'Shea here at Minnesota's Stillwater State Prison. As a devout Christian, she felt compelled to see if there was some way, if somehow, she could forgive her son's killer. What'd she say
3: to you? I believe the first thing she said was, look, you don't know me, I don't know you, let's just start with right now. Then I was befuddled myself.
2: O'Shea says they met regularly after that. When he got out, she introduced him to her landlord, who, with Mary's blessing, invited O'Shea to move into the building. Today. They don't just live close, they are close. Clearly, Mary was able to forgive.
1: Unforgiveness is like cancer. It will eat you from the inside out. It's not about that other person. Me forgiving him does not diminish what he's done. Yes, he murdered my son, but the forgiveness is for me. It's for me.
2: For O'Shea, it hasn't been that easy.
3: I haven't totally forgiven myself yet. I'm learning how to forgive myself, and I'm still growing towards you know, trying to forgive myself and what it is I've done.
2: To that end, O'Shea is now busy proving himself to himself. He works at a recycling plant by day and goes to college by night. He says he's determined to pay back Mary's clemency by contributing to society. In fact, he's already working on it, singing the praises of God and forgiveness at prisons, churches, to large audiences everywhere. FORGIVENESS IS A POWERFUL THING. Yes, I'm WHICH EXPLAINS WHY MARY CAN SING yes, HER PRAISE OF THANKS TO HER AUDIENCE so OF ONE. STEVE HARTMAN, yes, CBS NEWS, MINNEAPOLIS.
1: For ALL YOU'VE DONE FOR ME. POWERFUL STORY, ISN'T IT? POWER STORY OF FORGIVENESS, A CHOICE THAT SHE MADE. I'm told that in many non-christian countries and cultures that there is no word for forgiveness. It's unknown. Our missionaries that are in Papua New Guinea tell us about the fact that their revenge, getting even, is part of the culture. One time the Nazarene News had a story of one of their pastors there who had hit a boy with his car. AND THEY WERE FEARFUL FOR THAT PASTOR'S LIFE, BECAUSE IN THAT CULTURE, GET EVEN IS PART OF THE WAY THAT THEY LIVE. BUT FORGIVENESS IS A CHOICE THAT WE MAKE. SECONDLY, WHEN I FORGIVE, FORGETTING IS DIFFICULT. YOU KNOW, SATAN LOVES TO BRING UP THINGS OF THE PAST. GOD HAS CREATED US WITH GREAT MINDS, AND WE CAN REMEMBER BACK, WAY BACK INTO OUR CHILDHOOD. HERE RECENTLY, AFTER 60-SOME YEARS OF NOT SINGING a, A SONG THAT I LEARNED IN SUNDAY SCHOOL, SUDDENLY, ONE MORNING AT A BREAKFAST TABLE WITH MY WIFE, Uh, A SONG CAME TO ME THAT WE USED TO SING, PETER, JAMES, AND JOHN HAD A LITTLE SAILBOAT. ANY OF YOU EVER REMEMBER THAT? A FEW OF YOU ARE OLD ENOUGH. AND FOR SOME REASON, THAT'S GREAT, ISN'T IT? BUT SOMETIMES WHEN WE HAVE UNFORGIVENESS, THOSE THINGS COME UP, AND SATAN JUST LOVES to, TO BRING THOSE THINGS of THE PAST. AND WHEN WE HAVE ASKED SOMEONE TO FORGIVE US, WE'VE MADE THAT CHOICE. WE HAVE TO BE ABLE TO SAY, SATAN, I REMEMBER FORGIVING THAT PERSON AND ACKNOWLEDGING THAT IN OUR LIVES AND DEFEATING HIM FROM BRINGING UP THE PAST. NOW, IT DOESN'T MEAN THAT BECAUSE WE CAN'T FORGET THAT WE TOLERATE THE SIN AND the ABUSE THAT HAS CAUSED THE UNFORGIVENESS, WE FORGIVE THAT PERSON'S PAST SINS, AT THE SAME TIME WE CAN TAKE A STAND AGAINST SIN. AND THIRDLY, I WOULD SAY THIS, THAT FORGIVENESS IS THE CHRISTIAN'S RESPONSIBILITY. IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, FORGIVENESS IS SYNONYMOUS WITH THE IDEA OF RECONCILIATION, MAKING THINGS RIGHT WITH OTHER PEOPLE. COLOSSIANS 3.13 SAYS, BEAR WITH EACH OTHER, FORGIVE ONE ANOTHER, FORGIVE AS THE LORD FORGAVE YOU. IT REQUIRES GRACE TO ACCEPT THAT OTHER PERSON, IN A SENSE, as an equal. And I can hear someone say to me, but pastor, you don't understand. I'm the injured party. Must I be the one to forgive? And I would say, yes, you are. You can't wait until that person comes to you because they may never come to you. Now, believe it or not, pastors sometimes don't make friends in CHURCHES. HARD TO BELIEVE, ISN'T IT? AND I KNOW THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE OUT THERE THAT I'VE FORGIVEN THAT HAVE NEVER ASKED ME TO FORGIVE THEM. ABOUT SIX YEARS AGO, I PREACHED A MESSAGE LIKE THIS, AND A PERSON CORNERED ME IN THE OFFICE OF THE CHURCH. AND SHE SAID TO ME, AS SOMEBODY THAT I HAD HAD A LONG-STANDING RELATIONSHIP WITH, AND SHE SAID TO ME, do you really believe what you preached this morning? And I said, yes, you're forgiven. The debt is paid in full. What's interesting is that about three weeks ago, I got a text message from this person asking me to forgive them. And I thought about it. WHAT WOULD HAVE HAPPENED IF, FOR THE LAST SIX YEARS, I HAD BITTERNESS AND RESENTMENT AND MALICE TOWARDS HER? I CAN TELL YOU THIS, I PROBABLY WOULDN'T BE STANDING HERE TODAY. MY HIGH BLOOD PRESSURE AND PHYSICAL PROBLEMS THAT IT CAUSED WOULD PROBABLY HAVE PUT ME IN THE GRAVE BY NOW. BUT I HAD TO FORGIVE WALKING IN THE LIGHT, BEING OBEDIENT, EVEN IF SHE HADN'T ASKED IT. AND LET ME SAY THIS, TOO, IF SOMEONE ASKS YOU TO FORGIVE THEM, DON'T SAY, OH, THAT'S OKAY. IT'S NOT OKAY. SAY, I FORGIVE YOU. IT'S THAT EASY, JUST A FEW SIMPLE WORDS TO SAY THAT. YOU MAY NOT BE ABLE TO FORGIVE WITHOUT THE, OR YOU NEED TO BE ABLE TO FORGIVE WITHOUT THE EXPECTATION OF CHANGE. YOU'RE NOT TRYING TO CHANGE THE OTHER PERSON, THERE'S NO IFS, I'LL FORGIVE YOU IF, WE JUST FORGIVE THE PERSON, NO STRINGS ATTACHED, WE LET IT GO. NOW I'M GOING TO CONCLUDE KIND OF WITH SOME STEPS, WHAT I CALL STEPS FOR FORGIVENESS. I DON'T THINK I PUT THIS ON THE OUTLINE. BUT FIRST OF ALL, WE JUST NEED TO ASK HONESTLY, AGAIN WITH THE HELP OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, OR IT MIGHT TAKE SOMEONE ELSE, DO I WANT TO LET GO OF MY RESENTMENT AND MY REVENGE? DO I WANT TO LET GO OF THAT BITTERNESS? REMEMBER THE STORY OF JESUS WHEN HE ASKED THE MAN, DO YOU WANT TO BE HEALED? DO YOU WANT TO GET WELL? AND SOMETIMES WE NEED TO BE ASKED THAT. AND THEN YOU WRITE DOWN THE NAME OF THE PERSON ON A SHEET AND HOW THEY'VE OFFENDED YOU. THIS CAN BE PAINFUL. AND IT MAY, AGAIN, NEED THE SUPPORT OF A FRIEND OR A PASTOR OR A COUNSELOR. IT'S A a PERSONAL INVENTORY THAT WE TAKE IN OUR LIVES. AND WE FACE THE HURT AND THE HATE. WE DON'T SUPPRESS IT. AND WE MAKE THAT CHOICE. WE DECIDE TO FORGIVE. IT IS A CHOICE YOU MAKE. THAT KING HAD TWO CHOICES, DIDN'T HE? HE COULD HAVE REQUIRED THE DEBT TO BE PAID, OR HE COULD HAVE FORGIVEN IT. AND THEN WE PRAY OVER THAT. WE SAY, JESUS, I FORGIVE. MENTION HIM BY NAME. FOR THE THINGS AND WHAT'S ON YOUR LIST. AND THEN YOU DESTROY THAT. AND YOU HAVE YOUR EBENEZER, SO TO SPEAK, YOUR PLACE WHERE YOU CAN SAY TO SATAN, HERE I FORGAVE THIS PERSON, THESE THINGS. DON'T BRING IT UP AGAIN. I'M GOING TO INVITE THE uh, WORSHIP TEAM TO COME UP, AND uh, IT'S TIME TO PRACTICE. WE'RE GONNA SING A SONG in IN A MINUTE, AMAZING GRACE, MY CHAINS ARE GONE. FORGIVENESS RELEASES CHAINS IN OUR LIVES. IT BRINGS FREEDOM TO US. ON THE ALTAR THIS MORNING, WE'VE PLACED SOME LITTLE SLIPS OF PAPER, AND THERE ARE SOME PENS THERE. MY PRAYER WOULD BE THAT AT LEAST ONE PERSON, MAYBE MORE, GOD HAS SPOKEN TO YOU. AND ON THIS PIECE OF PAPER, LIKE THIS, it, IT JUST SAYS, JESUS, I FORGIVE, AND YOU WRITE THE PERSON'S NAME IN THERE FOR THESE THINGS, AND YOU WRITE DOWN WHAT THE OFFENSE IS, what's, WHAT THE PROBLEM IS, AND THEN YOU, THERE'S A STATEMENT THAT SAYS, JESUS, FORGIVE ME FOR MY BITTERNESS, RESENTMENT, AND GET EVEN ATTITUDE, AND UNRESOLVED CONFLICT. NOW, I BROUGHT A SHREDDER IN THIS MORNING, MY PERSONAL SHREDDER. IT DOES A PRETTY GOOD JOB. IT ACTUALLY DOES THIS crisscross SHREDDING, SO YOU'LL NEVER BE ABLE TO... I'LL NEVER BE ABLE TO BRING IT BACK. WHAT I'M ASKING IS WHILE THEY SING, IF YOU'LL ALLOW THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND YOU WANT FREEDOM IN YOUR LIFE, AND YOU WANT TO FIND A NEW PEACE AND A NEW JOY AND THAT BURDEN LIFTED FROM YOUR LIFE, YOU'LL COME, YOU'LL GRAB A PIECE OF PAPER, THIS IS JUST BETWEEN YOU AND GOD. I'LL NEVER KNOW. NOBODY ELSE WILL. YOU'RE GONNA WRITE A NAME, YOU'RE GONNA WRITE what, WHAT IT IS, AND YOU'RE GONNA BRING IT OVER TO ME, AND I'M GONNA PUT IT IN THE SHREDDER, AND WE'RE GONNA SHRED IT. WE'LL SING THE SONG, AND, uh, If you come, we might tarry a little bit, but if you don't, we'll end. I'll do a benediction.
3: was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did the grace appear The I first believed My chains are set free, my God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. Chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And my God, love is mercy raised. And every love, amazing grace. My chains are. I'm not the only
1: BELIEVE THAT WE GAVE SATAN A BLACK EYE THIS MORNING, DEFEATED HIM. FORGIVENESS HAS TAKEN PLACE. BURDENS HAVE BEEN LIFTED. PEOPLE ARE WALKING OUT WITH A GREATER FREEDOM TODAY THAN WHEN THEY CAME IN. LET'S PRAY A CLOSING PRAYER. JESUS, WE THANK YOU FOR YOUR FORGIVENESS IN OUR LIVES. WE PRAY THAT AS WE GO FORTH FROM THIS SERVICE, We'll practice what we've heard, what your word has said, that we will forgive others as you have forgiven us. Keep us in the light, walking in fellowship with one another, we pray in your precious name. Amen. God bless you. You can go.